Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast. Our podcast is sponsored by the lovely people at Establishment Coffee. So if you want 25% off your order and free shipping, head to establishmentcoffee.com.au and use the code 025. Were you allowed to talk about what happened at establishment yesterday? Yeah, go buy coffee off them. They need Yeah, it. go and support they them. They had it. a <laughs> they had a fire out the back yesterday, so everyone's okay, but it was pretty scary. So yeah, go and show them some love and support. They're open today. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I go away for two weeks and everything <laughs> falls apart. <laughs> James breaks ribs. Bridget breaks her neck. <laughs> CJ panics, runs to the Philippines. And <laughs> And the cafe burns down. The complex <laughs> burns down. <laughs> I was gone before. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Buddy, and Buddy hurt his yeah. Yes. leg. Buddy's torn his ligaments. Yeah. Just the world's Such falling apart. Such a gym apart. injury for a gym dog. Hey? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thomas was saying that uh, they're both going to go into surgery at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I've got a surgeon's appointment next week. And really? It'll, it'll be funny if I get surgery and he gets surgery at the same oh. time. <laughs> both be in rehab together. Get him a little doggy wheelchair while I'm in crutches. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> uh, well, what are you guys grateful for? CJ. Um, yeah, yeah, it has to, it has to be family again. <laughs> well, he's got a, well, now that he's car guy, it's family. Yeah, it's it's family always, every it's week. Family. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I realized how much I miss my family going over there. So it was, it's such a weird thing because it, it'd been five years since I'd last been in the Philippines. So it's such a time skip. Everyone that's small is like significantly bigger. Mm. Like it's a lot of life in five years and you feel like you've missed a lot. And the most daunting thing about leaving is like you're saying goodbye, but you don't know when you're coming back yeah. and you don't know where everyone's going to be at. Or, you know, I'm looking at like new nieces and I'm like, oh, I don't know how big you're going to be next time I see you. Like it's pretty scary, but yeah, um, loving to bits and hopefully I can see them more soon and we won't have a, Another pandemic that oh keeps God. me from going over Don't there. Say that. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, family. Nice. It's a weird yeah. thing of growing up a bit is being on the other end of people saying to you, "Oh, the last time I saw you, you were this big," and you're like, "I don't know. You. I didn't know you then, <laughs> I don't and know I don't you know you now because I'm just meeting you because I don't remember <laughs> when I was that." And then as you get older and older, you find yourself saying that to people yeah. all the yes. time. In your family or extended yeah. family or whatever. I used to change your nappy when you were a baby. Yeah. Well, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm fine now. Yeah, yeah. Because it's weird. Like one of, some of my cousins that I am close to because we were the same age, the last time I saw them, we were teenagers. So I remember them as a teenager. So then now seeing them now, I'm like, oh, wow, you're nearly 30. And I'm like, I'm nearly 30. <laughs> like, we're the same age. But my memory of you is like, also yeah. me as a teenager as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah, super weird. Yeah, for sure. James, what are you grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for my health. I, uh, I think I've said that heaps. but So I broke my ribs a couple weeks ago. And I'm so grateful for this injury because every other injury I've had has been like a, a huge rehab process. Uh-huh. So like when I snapped my Achilles both times, you know what I mean? You're in a moon boot for so long. Yeah. So you're limited in what you can do. And then after you get out of the moon boot, it's like, okay, sweet, another six to nine months of rehab before you can actually do anything. Mm. Like the good thing about a broken rib is after eight weeks, it's kind of just life's back to normal. Yeah. So it's, it's a catch 22. It's like you, you can't do anything to make it better in the moment. Mm. You can't rehab. You're not really doing any exercises, but it just kind of goes away. And then you're back to normal. Well, that's why I'm so like 
normally I get really upset or something when I have an injury, but I, I couldn't really care less. I'm like, sweet, eight weeks back to back to normal. And how long has it been now? Two. Uh, this Sunday will be week three. Yeah, nice. Mm. So I started lifting a little bit, just real light this uh, this week, real careful of what I do. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm grateful for my health. Nice, nice, Bridget. I am grateful for SBD because mm. the same as James, I've got an injury as well, disc protrusion in my neck, and I haven't been able to do it for a few weeks. Mm. And I didn't think I would miss it this much. But I'm back. I'm front squatting, trap bar deadlifting, and flat back last and press. Nice. So, yeah, some variations, which is very nice. cool. Very good. Yeah. Keeping the shins healthy, protecting from the, <laughs> I know. From the trap bar, just <laughs> in case. Just from scraping. In case. <laughs> uh, Tom, bro, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for CJ. I got the worst haircut of my life. In, uh, <laughs> no, it was good. In Barcelona. I thought it looked cool. Mm. Uh, so I'm grateful to be back. It's it's the one, th- it's like the little things that you forget about when you travel. It's like your, your creature comforts. You expect certain things to be different, you know? Mm. Like you expect, I don't know, toilets and showers and mm. currency and mannerisms to be different. But then you, you forget about the stuff that you do on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis. And you're like, oh, yeah. And now I have to go find someone to cut my mm-hmm. hair and I'm quite precious about how I look. Especially when I've had exactly the same look mm. for like, I don't know, seven years. <laughs> you know, look in the mirror and I look different. Ah! <laughs> What's yeah. that? Do you know what's fucked? So while CJ was away, just on top of that, uh, I went to go book in, because I'm real fussy with who cuts my hair as well. So I went to go book in with one of my favorite barbers. But the last time I've seen him would have been four or five years ago. Yeah. And obviously everything's fucking 10 times more expensive now. Is this John? Yep. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck, I don't know. But like, it's $85 for like a- For a haircut. And beard. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Fuck that. That's yeah. like women's prices though. That's what we've been paying forever, so. Yeah, but when I first moved to Aussie, it was 20 <laughs> How f- often do you trim your hair? Wait, that's <laughs> cheap for a woman. Like that, for that a is, haircut. That that's is just cheap. for a cut. That but yeah, cheap. I used to pay- Oh, I won't tell you what I used to pay to get my hair done. But women's cut's easy. Just scissors and you go back. It's not easy. It, no, <laughs> I can't it all do depends. Them. What if they want a layered cut? No, they, they never yes, want that. I nah. used to get layered cuts. Yeah, layers. They never want them. that. Treat the split ends. <laughs> they, do scalp treatment. They yeah. never you know, want If you it. get foils, get curls. Foils. Uh, There's a lot hundreds, that goes into it, Jess. Hundreds. You just get a fade. Done. Exactly. I just get a fade. Well, you'd think it would be simple, but in Spain, obviously not so much. At, at uh, least it was only like 16 bucks. Yeah, but I guess you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. We were talking about it. We saw a photo. Yeah, no, photos didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you look good, yeah, bro. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, yeah, I was like, you looked kind of scary, like mean. Oh, I used yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> no, I thought the muscle doc was handsome and jacked, but I was like, fuck, I think Tom's is actually more handsome and jacked. No, no, no. no yeah, no. look like an army haircut. I reckon it looks sick, bro. I I like that better than your normal cut, like the length, the short. I want to see Tom bro with like a short fade, like a line up, maybe a few lines in there. <laughs> a few lines. Yeah, looking real Lebanese. Damn. <laughs> no, can't, do can't do it can't do it alright do you guys have any quotes oh. Oh, no. I'll, I'll start I'll start this one's a, this one's from Carlo over at the cafe establishment he's the man as well and he always uh, he always gives me uh, quotes so I better read this one out today because he actually listens and watches all the podcasts so Carlo this is for you he even wrote it down and brought it over to me if your path demands you to walk through hell Walk like you own the place. Damn. <laughs> That's awesome. That is cool. I'm going to write that, that is down. very yeah. cool. 
Oh, so man. shout out Carlo and Kim. Cut to everyone Googling a quote right <laughs> no, now. No, no, no. I was I'm writing that down. <laughs> I thought I saved one. I saw one on Instagram and you had actually liked it. And, yeah. And it was a good quote, but I, I didn't save it. So <laughs> I probably was it a funny one? No, I think it was a serious one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got CJ. Googling. Um, it's not motivational quotes. No, I wrote this down ages ago. It's not really a quote, but it's more like a statement. It says, I hope you win the war you tell no one about. Ooh. I, I like that. That's really cool. Wait, did that come to you or did it No, that didn't come to me. No, I yeah. saw it somewhere and I wrote it down. I have like a, a, a notes thing full of quotes that I just write down. Wait, and so then why do you struggle every week to come up with <laughs> Because quote? I haven't picked one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going through with what I haven't used. I'm writing down that Carlo one now. That, that I love that. Yeah, it's a goodie. He actually wrote, uh, if your path demands you to walk through hell, walk like you own the place in brackets or the fucker. I don't know like, what it No, it means he's saying, or you can replace the, 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 the place, place with, with you the fucker. own the fucker. If you oh, really want oh, to right. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I just found a good one. I literally just Googled quotes, and this one came up. It's got a picture of Albert Einstein, but I don't think it's his quote. But it says, I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. Nice. I really like that. That was actually Dalai Lama. Oh yeah. Nah, he's can- he's cancelled now anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's sucking tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> Not in your religion, eh, CJ? Oh my <laughs> Not in your religion, brother. But, but yeah, I remember hearing oh, someone say, no. and I thought this was really good, that life is just about finding interesting things to do before you die. And that's so true. I mm. really, really like that. There's no like great purpose or anything. Just Very find odd. fun stuff to do. Very on brand. <laughs> what for as, me? Yeah, as <laughs> Very on brand as usual. I don't, I don't have a quote, so I'm just gonna muse. And my muse is, um, it's interesting that uh, professions or jobs that deal with people that uh, don't actually impact the business are always the worst people to deal with. Mm. So, in other words people like airport customs stuff. Like they don't have to make the customer have a good experience. Uh, they're just there to serve a purpose. Mm. And they're always the grumpiest people on earth mm. for no reason. Like you don't need to be intimidating. You don't need to be grumpy. You're just grumpy. It's, yeah. a, it's almost like it's a requirement to be hired for that job to be a mm. bit of a dick. Yeah. yeah. Customs is scary. Yeah. It's scary because they're all grumpy. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst because oh – um, so every time I go to New Zealand uh, and come back into Australia, because I've got a criminal conviction, but it was for breach of liquor ban. Yeah. But it counts as like disorderly behaviour. Sure. So I have to say that I'm, um, like I have to tick that box every time I come to Australia and I always get pulled aside. And the last time I got pulled aside, it was by a Kiwi lady. And the way yeah. she was speaking to me, she was like, it's people like you that uh, ruin this place. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you don't even fuck? know what happened. Oh yeah. Shut up. Yeah. What, have you ever tried just ticking, I should, probably shouldn't say this on air. Ticking, no. Ticking the other box. Yeah, I have. Does and it flag? Yeah, they pull you up straight away. You can't go through. Um, yeah. And yeah, because I'm like, nah, but it's, the conviction's wiped. It was from when I was 18. They're like, not when you went to Australia. I'm like, all right, relax. I'm sorry. Won't drink in public again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Again. Sorry I lived here for the last X <laughs> amount of years and it's fine for me to go in and out. Yeah. I can't believe she said that to yeah. you. Gosh. It's, it's the classic Stanford prison experiment. Mm. You know what that is? No. Nah. You know what that is? I think so. Uh, the, Tell me about the Stanford it. prison yeah. experiment is just where they made like 10 students prisoners and 10 students yes. officers. Yeah, I watched that. 
and oh. like watch how the power the, the power just grows and grows and grows with the people who are officers and they mm-hmm. just get meaner and meaner and meaner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the classic like false perception of power. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird when you think about it because we're all just people mm. and these people don't actually have power. They just kind of have the perception of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very true. Because by rights, you can just be like, I don't want to talk to you. Talk, bring someone else in here. Mm. Yeah. That's like um at Bridget's uh, place, the security guard. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, like Is he, this the guy that banned Buddy? Yeah. He's the snitch, yeah. yeah. Same guy. But Same guy. Fuck. Wait, what? I reckon he's got it in for him. Mm. Yeah, well, look at him. <laughs> criminal conviction. <laughs> criminal <laughs> conviction. He's got, you know, he's got dark skin. Like, we're going to band together, brother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. On the same team. Yeah. Oh, the, the Seki's got dark. He's, yeah. He's, oh he's, uh, he's Cook Islander. So, I like, keep trying Seki? to, like. Mm. What? That's how I know CJ's a thug. <laughs> got a spe- special name for security guards. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but he's a oh, and yeah, same thing here. He thinks he's the fucking law, and I'm mm. like, oh, bro, relax. Well, <laughs> he hassled my family as well when they were there. Really? For yeah. what? For- they were waiting out the front because I had the fob to get in, and my brother and his wife and my mum were waiting out there. And he comes up and he's like, "Just visiting, are you?" And they're like, "Yep." Yes. Like, oh yeah. Which room? Oh yeah. What's her name? And this and that. My brother's like, "Can you just go away?" <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do if we're not visiting? Yeah. Shine, shine your flashlight in our eyes? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he told uh, building management that I was aggressive towards him. And he wasn't. We tried to bring Poots in. He's like, you can't have the dog here. And we're like, oh, can we just take our food upstairs? And he's like, no. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we left. And he said that, that I was aggressive. Whole, that was the Wait, whole then what Did they say anything to you? Yeah, they emailed me about it. No, they called me. That's right. They called me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no way. So, yeah, next interaction, I'm recording it. Because he said I was aggressive. And they're like, mm. I can be fiery. But I was... there was what, z- you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but there was zero, like, yeah, zero was malice. Like, there was none. Mm. We just left. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of weird. Hectic as. But, um, Power trip. Yeah, I've got, I've got a yeah. few topics I want to talk about today. Today. In today's episode. I like this podcast, by the way. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been so, ages. Um, the first topic is uh, that I want to talk about is just nationals coming up. Yeah. Mm. So we've got APL Nationals just around the corner. In two weeks. Two weeks. Mm. And we've all got some lifters competing. Yes. Mm. Um, we've got a really strong ground zero team that I'm really fucking pumped for. Let's mm-hmm. go. Um, by the way, have you seen Southside's team name? Yeah, wasn't it like Southside's Superstars Jacked Swole Squad? Yes, yeah, Swole Squad. How'd you let that pass? <laughs> I, I have no control over it. <laughs> you own zero. Yeah, How did like, you let that pass? I'm a pleb. <laughs> Uh, so um, we got a really cool team. We've got, uh, can I say the team? Yeah. We've got uh, Matt Rodwell. Yep. Who's based down in, where? Mild- Aubrey Wodonga. Yeah, Aubrey Wodonga. No, I don't actually know. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's Aubrey, yeah. yeah. Is that near Melbourne? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. on the border of uh, That's where New Victoria South Wales. And, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we've got Matt, uh, Matt Rodwell, who's fucking, his training is, he's going to blow his total from last year out the water. Yeah, nice. Which I'm really excited about. One, I want one Worlds overall last year in the classic Royal Division. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to, I want to post some of his videos, but he told me not to. Yeah, I was like, sweet, that's cool. And he goes, I want it to be a surprise. He's always <laughs> been secretive like that. He likes it. Do you know what's funny though when people say that? It's like when he goes to squat, everyone's going to go, oh, I, better tra- I better change all my attempts. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. understand the element. I, I get it though, because I think it's really cool. But yeah. I, for me, I don't understand the element of surprise. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Keogh was the same. I was, he, he was sending me his videos and he only ever posts his back downs. Mm. 
And I was like, can I post some of your top sets? He's like, nah, bro, I'm saving it for the comp. I'm like, <laughs> you know you're doing the comp either way. <laughs> like, you posting this now doesn't actually change the outcome. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. I'm like, like you're going to be that far ahead. No one's going to go, fuck. I better jump my squat by <laughs> 70 kilos. <laughs> uh, so there's Matt Rodwell. There's uh, Tom Bro, you coach from Jacob Tapp. Yep. From Tasmania. Trains out of Levithian. Yep. That's a really cool gym, by the way. Amazing. They just got a whole bunch of, um, I think it's Panada or Panetta. Just call it Pancetta mm. uh, gear out of, it's. I think it's Italian. Um, but it's really, really, really fancy schmick equipment. That's sick. Like think of if if Prime is like, you know, the gold standard, this brand is like the platinum standard. It's a level Fine. up. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, very, very well-stocked gym. I, I would say it's probably the most well-stocked powerlifting strongman gym in Australia. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Where is it? Unreal. In Tasmania. Tassie, yeah. So Jacob Tapp, he's, in, he's, um, he's fucking so strong as well. Yeah. I, I reckon him and Rodwell, it'll be close between them to win overall. Mm. Um. But they're two different weight classes. Um, is uh, Jacob Tap under 75? No, he's competing in the 82s, but he, he weighs like 77. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, that's good. So Rodwell's the same, actually. He's a very light under 90. Yeah. Um, and then the two girls on the team, we've got Jasmine Tong. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had a really good prep so far. Mm-hmm. A few struggles with bench, but squat and deadlift. We're going to pretty much open heavier than her third attempt from her last comp, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, wow. So good. Um, deadlift's flying as well. And then who's the other? Lexi. 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 Um, Lisa's uh, Lisa, client? Lisa cl- coaches her out of Brisbane. Yeah. Sweet. Lexi she's a Samios. And she's a very strong young lady as well. Uh. Yeah, I think she's a junior lifter. Cool. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. It so is that's, very exciting. That's that team. Um, the Southside team is looking strong as well. Jessica's on that team. Freak. And she's out, out in front doing her Jessica things. Mm. Uh, I can't remember who else is on that team. I know Toby's on it. Mm. Um, Tristan Sund is a really strong, I, I hope I'm saying his surname right, Really strong lifter from uh, WA. He's part of the junior development squad. And is Andrew on? No, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm struggling to think of who the third lifter is on that team. Uh, sorry, the fourth lifter. It's another female because there has to be two. Uh, um, Jen, Jen with the big bench. Oh yeah, 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 she's a weapon. She's a junior lifter as well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah she competed at states here. I think benched 100. Yeah, really strong. Yeah. Is Jessica Kennedy, is she doing nationals? Yeah. Yeah. That's who. That's who's on the team. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. so if that team does really well, I mean, I, I coached Toby for whatever, eight years. Uh, I coached Jessica. So it's really team, <laughs> team Tom, bro. <laughs> remember, so I actually coached Toby for a week. Really? Yeah, and then he quit and went with Daniel. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, when he, when he first moved down here. Yeah, yeah, so I'm claiming that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a three year guarantee on my gain. So when a client leaves, I own their gains for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I normally do it. Uh, uh, I know Zero Brisbane's bringing in the team, but I'm not 100% sure who's on it. It's too many zeros to remember these days, to, re- <laughs> to remember everyone. Um, but a really strong team. And so Daniel ran the numbers when teams first started submitting. And between the top three teams, which is Southside here and. Um, I'm not sure what they're calling themselves, but Rouston, mm-hmm. um, their team, the the dots collectively, so all four dot scores added up, is split by like two points across three teams, which is ridiculous. That's like that's awesome. stupidly two close. Points. Um, but their team is um, uh, Taylor Taylor Robinson, who is a XPA number one champion 
superstar. She's she's come over to APL. She did a comp in BNB, and so now she's doing nationals. Kale Ralston, Chris Thomas, who competed oh, here. they got a um, strong team. And Chris mm-hmm. Thomas's numbers are based on what he did here, where there was like lots left in all three of his lifts. They look like warm-ups, so. Yeah, and I can't remember who their, their other female lifter is, but their team is looking strong, and I know they've got more in the tank for their lift. So well, Just those three be, there is pretty freaky. It's going to be close. So the team, the team numbers are going to be interesting to watch. And from like a coaching perspective, we all have to keep an eye on what everyone's scores are doing so we can follow it, and that might then influence our attempts. It's going to be a really crazy weekend. It's going to be so fun. Crazy third deadlifts. Yeah. yeah. Last minute changes. Cal, Cal uh, Rustin, he's good for a third deadlift too. Eh? Yeah. yeah. He's good for a Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hail Mary. So is Chris Thomas. Like Chris Thomas used to have the PA 93 men's deadlift record and then he coaches Kale and he coached Kale to eventually take it off him. So that when they're, when they're firing on all cylinders, both of them have really good deadlifts. That's sick. So that'll be that'll be super fun to watch. Is there anyone you guys are excited to watch at nationals? It doesn't have say, to be a zero lifter. I was going to say Kale. Mm. Yeah, Kale's always fun to watch. Yeah, such a good bloke as well. I'm not sure if Nick's doing it. Nick, who competed here uh, at, at um, states, yeah. he's from Sunshine Coast. A really big deadlift on him as well. From SimCity. Yeah, mm-hmm. he trains out of SimCity. Um, if he's competing, I, I love watching that dude lift. Mm. He's super strong. Yeah. Um, really excited to see what Jessica can put together. This will be a, her second proper powerlifting comp, and the first one was without a peak. Um, excited to watch all of our people, of course. Mm. Yeah. We've got a ton of zero people competing. What about you, James? Anyone come to mind? Um, <clears throat> one of my lifters, Angus Roxborough. Yeah. Um, he's had a really good prep. Um, he's going to blow his own to- total out the park again. Um, same with another – I'm just going to say another one of my clients, Dave. Dave. Uh, Drum yeah. Grumpy, yeah. he's killing it. Yeah, so he, he just is. scored a two twenty five before, which is a huge PB. That's huge, and, and it was like a warm. It was up. very underwhelming. Yeah, like when he did it, we were all like, everyone was, everyone wanted to yell and like, yeah, it just, it just went up. Yeah, it was old PB before he started. It was two hundred kilos. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, so good because it, it hasn't been long, has it? No, nah, and he he freaks out about the numbers every week because mm. you know he's doing triples at numbers that were PBs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he's like, wait, you've given this. It's hard for yeah. me for three reps. I'm like, yeah, so. He goes, I haven't done it for one. I'm like, I never asked that. But that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's going to he's gonna kill it. Um, I'm excited, as always, to watch Paris grind out a fourth attempt deadlift. <laughs> and she's, she's going to PB again. Mm, she's yes. put on some weight. So she's, she uh, has. Yeah, yes. she's getting jacked. Yeah. All right, well, just, just pause on that for a second. I've got a question for you guys. So because we're no longer affiliated with the IPL, mm-hmm. I'm rewriting the rule book. It's mm-hmm. what, oh, yeah. what I was doing on the planes back and forth. Um. And I got to that point where fourth attempts come into play. And my vote is that we remove them. I don't particularly like fourth attempts. What do you guys think? Remove. uh, So I don't like them because it means we have to work there longer. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Think think about that though, Mm. right? It's it's twofold. Because if you're a lifter and you're in the next flight and you're ready to go and the last lifter does a fourth attempt, it adds Mm. six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. which if you've already if you've timed your warm ups to wait like that perfect sort of ten to twelve minutes and then another six on top of it, it's like mm. fuck. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I and do. That's the political answer. It makes us stay here longer. <laughs> <laughs> but I was about to say, but I do love the the atmosphere, yeah. and I do love how people get around the sport mm. so much harder, and it's always a memorable moment of each competition. Yeah. So for me, as a as a spectator, as a coach, whatever you want to call it, I love them. Mm. 
Because at the moment, isn't a fourth attempt if you're going for a record only? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And it doesn't add to your total. Correct. But, yeah. but then again, with the um, six-minute thing, it adds six minutes, so it screws up people's warm-ups. I'm like, that's oh, part of the sport. I like that too. Yeah. adds an extra element of... Uh, Surprise. What about mm. the element as Adaptation. a coach when you see someone grind out the worst third ever and then they put in a fourth and you're <laughs> like, you're going to fail it. And then we all sit around for five minutes and then yeah. they walk out and fail it. That's a it's hard like, thing. So I feel like there should be a rule in the book that says the only person uh, that can do that is Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Paris grinds out openers. <laughs> I, I hear where you're coming from because like I think of Worlds last year mm. and though that old man flight, sorry guys, that old man flight where three or four of them did fourths was probably the most exciting part mm. of the competition. Yeah. Mm. Like it was super cool. However, if you cut that out and just look at them also doing all three of their thirds, that was also very exciting. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we just have to wait till the rule book comes out. Oh, that's up to you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. It's not up to me. <laughs> I, I do like the – I'm in favour of keeping the fourth attempts in. Like how do you weed out the people that like – Or we only should. do f- – sorry. Well, yeah, I was just thinking how do you weed out the people that have no business taking one? Like do you make it so – you have to be within a certain percent, like your third attempt had to be within a certain so percentage. That rule's already there. Oh, so okay. So you have to be within 20 kilos of the record. Right, right, okay. Yeah, so there is a buffer there to stop people doing really stupid ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there's no buffer against actual <laughs> stupidity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> your grind was too hard. We can't, yeah, you can't judge that. I'll put it this way. Any changes that we make someone's going to be un- unhappy with it. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. given. There's always going to be someone that's going to be unhappy. Um, it's just about making it, – it's hard because like when you sit there and, and look at these rules and there, we did a poll of – or sorry, submissions for people to put in some changes and some of them were just stupid and some of them were actually really helpful. But when you go through and you look at the rules, I have to think from a ref perspective, from a coach perspective, from a lifter perspective, and from a meet director perspective, like I have to constantly juggle these four hats. And a lot of the times two of them disagree with each other. Like Mm. what's the best for everyone? Ultimately Mm. at the end of the day, it's about the lifter, but the person running the comp needs to give the lifter the best experience. Like everyone has a bit of input. Yeah. Anyway, back to nationals. Mm. Yeah. um, Who else? Who else is there? Tom Hardy's not doing it this year. No. He's prepping for the Zero Pro? He's doing the Pro. So there's going to be a few people at this comp that are going to want to qualify for the Zero Pro too, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So that's Angus's goal. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he wants ah. to get to, but he wants to get into wraps after this. Okay. So I don't I don't know how that's going to work in terms of qualifying for the Zero Pro. But uh, he, just, he still just has to hit the minimum dots for mm-hmm. whatever division he's going for. Open division, I assume. Yep. Which means he needs, what, 400? Yeah, I think so. 400 dots? Yeah. Harris is hoping to qualify too. Really? She needs 340. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, a bunch of people will, which mm. will be exciting. Mm. Uh, that's exciting to hear because, like, that means the Zero Pro is going to fill up and there's yeah. less spots at the Pro than at Nationals. Man, it sounds like the Zero Pro, like, people are talking about Zero Pro, like, I love it because people are talking about it like it's Pro Rule. Yeah. Like, so cool. Mm. When you think of big comps, I think I think we're up next. Yeah. Zero, the Zero Pro is it. Yeah. Like, people talk about one strength. People talk about... uh. uh Break breakdown breakthrough breakdown breakdown what the hell uh, uh, breakthrough <laughs> breakthrough people talk about pro I think zero pro is it like mm. people 
And after this one, um, it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, well, this is the feeder event, right? This is like the mm. test. And um, we've got some amazing sponsors on board in the in the way of Effectus and Bulk Nutrients. Mm. And of course, Zero, Zero Equipment is sponsoring it as well. Uh, so if we can make some noise and make this comp unbelievable, we can attract more commercial sponsorship or get our current sponsors, keep them loyal and hopefully get a bit more money, make the prize money bigger, make the venue better, make everything better. That's the goal with it is to actually turn it into something mind-blowing, professional, huge that people want to travel for, want to do. Like next year, I'm hoping to fly out a bunch of zero lifters from around the place and and have people like Colton come over and Kurt Keogh come over and, and put up massive thousand plus totals and get people hungry to fly out here and do it. Because mm, um, like besides like the Oz Fitness Expo's uh, Pro Raw when it was at the Arnold, when's the last time we've had like a massive production powerlifting competition in Australia? Where like the production's crazy. Like Breakthrough did a really good job. They had like the uh, the commentators for yeah, they invested a lot into the live stream. The live mm. stream was pretty unreal. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Probably pre COVID. Yeah. Uh, in terms of because a lot of these these meets are great, but they run in gyms. Yeah. Um, and I think getting in, getting them out of the gym, making them spectator friendly. We've got some exciting stuff that we plan on doing for spectators in the in the coming years as well to to try and make things. Uh, better we we just got the um the first zero combo yesterday i think or the day before uh i'm calling it the combo seven um, <laughs> don't know if i'll get that past all the people to to be the official name but that's what i'm calling it um, and that's unreal and so you know the more equipment that we can make uh the more that that arm of the business can sponsor the business uh, sponsor the the pro and make it bigger and better um so yeah i keep talking about it but like when i watch sheffield I've watched highlights from Sheffield so many times. The production on that was crazy. The content they released and like I feel like they kind of set the standard mm. um, for like in terms of spectatorship. Like because yeah. like we all know we've been to comps and they go for a long time. Um, but yeah, when I watch that back, it's fucking unreal. I'm like, fuck, people would actually watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I thought that Sheffield might have looked great on on TV or on the feed. It might have actually been underwhelming in person, like because they had a venue that held thousands of people. Apparently, it was pretty full. Mm. Like people oh. really traveled from around the place to come and watch. There were like seventeen hundred spectators or someone. I asked someone who was there, and they said it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's fucking like, awesome. Never seen anything like that for powerlifting. So, the the more that you know, people like the the organizers of Sheffield. I mean, we're a small fish compared to that, but the more we can continue to push the standard and make it grow, the more commercial sponsorship we can get, the bigger and better powerlifting gets. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. We've got other exciting news. So we've got the uh, the combos releasing soon, so keep an eye on social media. You'll see all about that. We're also dropping our app, uh, hopefully next month. Exciting. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Oh, no, this month. It's June already. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, hoping to drop it by the end of June. So... Keep an eye on that. I'll, I'm not going to say much right now because don't know much right now, but um, I'll start posting about it pretty soon and dropping some teasers, but also giving some more details of what it actually looks like, how it operates, how you can get your hands on it and, and get some awesome programming from Zero. How good. Mm. Anything else happening in Zero? Oh, lots, 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 lots. Wales, we can almost officially announce. I mean, everyone knows it's happening anyway, uh, but we're pr pretty close to, to getting some full-on information in terms of dates, locations, all that sort of stuff. Nice. Uh, so that's getting very close. Like I'm hoping to drop, uh, hopefully you'll hear about it before you hear this. Oh. Like, like that soon. Um, 
But uh, let's just say they do things a bit differently in the UK in their legal system. Uh, and there's a lot of lot more hoops to jump through. And I'm the weak link because I'm the Aussie. Uh, and so me being here has made everything quite a bit slower and from a legal perspective too. Uh, but it looks like we're finally coming to towards the end of it. So that's exciting. Yeah, sick. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is <clears throat> how to jump back into training after a holiday. Post-holiday blues. What are you doing, Tom, bro? Don't know. I didn't go on holiday. I'm calling it a trip. <laughs> <laughs> this bothers me when people say, hope the holiday is going well. I'm like, who's on holiday? <laughs> a, traveling around is hard work. But B, I'm working the whole time as well. So it's double hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad blowing your phone up. Million messages. Nah, I like it. I like it. Makes me feel connected. Like I would have a worse time away if I didn't know what was going on back here. Yeah, fair enough. If I'm sitting there going like, "Oh, I hope everyone's all right," it makes me nervous when no one's talking to me. Well, it would have <laughs> helped that you knew none of us were all right. Like I had a broken, <laughs> had a protruding neck. No, no, no. It's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the easiest way to get back into it after going away is to keep doing stuff while you're away. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you're only scraping by, like CJ's probably better answer this question because by the looks of it, he just ate pork and sat on the beach for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Maybe pushed a cart up a hill. <laughs> a, a, maybe a, a motorbike broke down or yeah, something. Yeah, push a tricycle up the hill. Yeah, the, the, honestly, if you, can, if you can do something while you're away. And that doesn't mean you have to find a gym because there's not a gym everywhere. Like if you can do some bodyweight stuff, some plyo stuff, do some jumping, some bodyweight squats, some lunges, some push-ups, pull-ups, do anything to keep you going, it makes getting back into things so much easier. Like when you, when you have extended periods of time off, not due to sickness or something out of your control, like when you're healthy and you can do some form of exercise – you have to do so little to keep your muscle and to keep your strength. Like I go by the 83 rule, 80%, three, three sets or three reps. So if you're doing, you know, squat, bench, deadlift, and you do have access to stuff, if you can work up to around 80% and it doesn't have to be 80% of your max, like 80% effort for three reps or three sets, uh, something along those lines, just a good target to have. I know that's broad and, and not to the point, but it doesn't have to be to the point. Just do something it's a relatively decent intensity once or twice a week. You're good. Nice. So all I did, we, we managed to do probably about half, uh, probably the equivalent of two sessions a week while we were away. And I just did full, full body every time. Nice. And just pushed something to a half decent intensity based on how I was feeling on that day. And just tried to do lots of exercise in, in a very short period of time. And I feel good, like I'm getting trained today normal. Mm-hmm. I feel good coming back. Yeah. So did you find some? Sorry, no, you no, go. You go, you go. I was just going to say, did you find some cool gyms over there? Um, let me think. Uh, I, w- I went to a gym in Turkey that wasn't very cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was really hot. Yeah, like it was the weather outside was cold, and this gym felt like standing outside in summer, like oh. and no airflow, and lots of people that were like really trying to prove something it was it was a weird gym i Mm. I don't think i've experienced something like that in a while uh where do we go next italy the the gym in italy the first gym we went to in italy was really cool really cool the people it was it was in the middle of nowhere so we got stuck in these floods then while we were there north italy had these massive floods and so one night going from city to city 
we got caught in these floods and we're trying to find a way around them and the GP, we were in the middle of nowhere, GPS wasn't really working. Uh, so like a two hour trip took us like five and a half hours. We ended up at our place eventually, which was in the middle of nowhere and they had this cool little gym that was just full of hammer strength stuff and no one could speak English and it was, it was just heaps of fun. Just nice. a fun, cool little gym. Uh, I'm trying to think of where, we trained in another place in Italy, but I can't remember where. Might have been Rome or something. Is it um, Desert Barbell? No, that, that was in Dubai. That was at the very end. That's that's a crazy cool gym. So um, Daniel Edwards uh, is a coach out of there, and he got coached by me for years. We coached him to a 400-kilo dead uh, squat, and um, he did the coach development system. He just recently did the nutrition course as well. They have a really, really cool gym. It's powerlifting, weightlifting. It's the only thing like that pretty much in that area. Uh as in like the Emirates, it's it's the only like full-blown powerlifting gym and they kill it. And they're just super nice, friendly, cool people. So shout out to the owners there who I met, got to meet both of them. Got to meet Daniel for the first time and after working with him for years, uh, love that gym, yeah. That's nice. sick. And you said there were some freaks there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, so I went to a, we went to a gym in Barcelona and it had full Alico kit, but not like powerlifting stuff, like all their power racks and stuff like that. But they had like five of those wooden sticks. So <laughs> <laughs> I posted a little thing on my story. It was just funny to, to see. I, I really genuinely didn't believe anyone would be silly enough to buy them, but <laughs> apparently there's people out there who are willing to buy them. Do you reckon even the people at Alico, they've just made them as a piss take? I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're not meant to be broomsticks. Mm. They're, they're like they're for teaching kids how to snatch. Oh, like yeah. th that's why they call it a technique bar. You yeah. know, when you go, to, they us usually use like PVC pipes. Mm. It's just for that. Yeah, yeah, it's teaching kids how to warm up to snatch. Not even kids, just anyone really. Yeah, right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, remember. so yeah, we were talking about um, getting back into it after you've been away. Assuming that you can do something when you're away, normally what I prescribe is like CJ did it. He did it on his story. It's just a pretty standard like deload week. I just call it a reload. It's just a light week to get back into things, give you an idea of where you're at so you know how to plan your training from there. If you've been off for a while, like more than say a month, then you might do two or three of them or a whole block of them, just slowly increasing the weight and, and getting the feel of things again. Um, if, you've, if you've not been able to do anything, it's pretty much the same strategy. Come in and do a really light week, really low volume, really light everything, get moving, get all the doms and feeling like shit out of the way. Then do a moderate week where you sort of get an idea of where you're at. Use that information to then do your next block. Nice. nice. So <clears throat> do you reckon, so this week you're kind of doing a reload or whatever you want to call it, like an easy to moderate intensity and volume, whatever. And then what's program going to look like for you after that? I'm going to do another block of what I did before I went away. So before I went away, I was cutting to try and get a little bit leaner for Benny's wedding and then just the trip in general. Um, I knew I was going to eat way too much, basically live off cheese and bread for four weeks, which is essentially what I've done. And, and now I'm like a walking jelly bean. So <laughs> get into another five weeks. Sounds amazing. I don't know. I, I feel like I was living your dream and I feel like your dream is a nightmare. <laughs> Legit. I remember Bridget bought this fancy ass cheese. You've already spoken about this cheese. Yeah, it was You've the worst. I felt, like I, had, I felt like I had zone smelling salts in my mouth for that the whole like night. That was like right on the edge of needing to be thrown away, but it still was amazing. That was fucked. I it was, was yummy. Disgusting. <laughs> it was yum, but like weird. Yeah, no. I, I can see how if you are, uh, you know, very into 
wine and other aged stinky things <laughs> how much you would love it but i don't drink wine and i don't really eat cheese it's an acquired taste i yeah. hated it at the beginning yeah did you love it palate. so did you drink any wine over there I had a sip of wine at, at Jordan's wedding because I figured it would be fancy. And I figured that if it's fancier, it might not taste like jet fuel, but I was wrong. <laughs> so, no, I didn't really. Uh, I don't know. I, I drink Coke Zero because I like the taste of it and I don't like the taste of alcohol. So, and I, because I've never been drunk, I've never had that buzz. There's nothing for me to chase. Yeah. 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 Oh, fair enough. Um, Bridget, what does training look like for you? Because you're kind of bouncing back from an injury. Um, I just put my focus into like my accessories and so it doesn't get boring. I give myself a goal. So what I've been doing, for example, is with my Bulgarians, I've been trying to hit a body weight Bulgarian. I'm almost there. Nice. Very, very close. But yeah, because I haven't been doing SBD, yeah, I just give myself other training goals. I've got other clients who are sort of going through injuries as well and they're getting a little bit disheartened, a little bit unmotivated. And so I've just said, look, pick one accessory each week that you want to push really hard and put all your focus into that. Yeah, so you don't um, you don't fall off the wagon. Yeah, nice. Mm. It makes you fall in, back in love with aspects of training that you don't realise you've either neglected or mm-hmm. missed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like going hard on accessories is always a – like I remember when I, when I lost all that weight. No, not even then. After whatever the last big powerlifting comp I did – uh, pro raw. After I tore my adductor and then did deadlift only at pro raw, I was like, I'm just doing machine stuff mm. uh, and you know dumbbell stuff as well. And then when I got back into prepping for that equipped comp, all my accessory work was so much better quality, like better yeah. intensity, pushing harder, faster training sessions, because I'd fallen back in love with that. Yeah, mm. it's, it's so valuable for your training as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of doing the same thing now. I've been doing like little bodybuilding sessions. Mm. Um, there's not much I can do just because of my ribs yeah. and it hurts like when I brace or pull my shoulders back. Um, so I'm really careful, but it's kind of made me enjoy like the, you know, when you're really meticulous about your technique and the little one percenters, like, cause everything's so light, I have to be really focused on what I'm doing. Mm. So it's kind of made me really, uh, like, so once I'm back, that's what I want to do. Just, just more bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. Sick. Cause I haven't really lifted. I've maybe done a handful of sessions in the last, um, last four months or something only because uh when i started jiu-jitsu it really fucking hurts your hands oh yeah just grabbing geese all the time and yeah. yeah so like it made lifting really painful and because i've had such shitty shoulders like obviously my elbows would hurt from jiu-jitsu and then lifting was sucked mm. so it's been good is to that, li- sorry to interrupt but is that something you'll get conditioned to after a while like the hand yeah i'm sure thought? it is i'm sure it is but now like um i guess i've been doing jiu-jitsu maybe four m- oh fuck yeah time S- no no six months um you know, I'm a little bit less spazzy, so I don't go as hard. I don't grip as hard as I can. Mm. Um, so I'm understanding how to do it a little bit better, even though I still suck. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the the combo moving forward: just bodybuilding training and jujitsu, and um, nice. try slipping a a run in there nice. if I can. Stuff like that, like your rib, mm-hmm. is going to tell you how much extra movement you do in mm. exercises as well. It, it's going to really teach you, like if you're doing isolated arm stuff. You can fuck up your arms way harder if everything's yeah. stable and controlled. And so if you get a little bit of body English, your body's going to be like, hey, and let you know about it. So it's going to make you think more about your positions and stuff it, once you're healthy. It's made me realize how bad my shoulder uh, mobility is as well. Like, because I'm trying to keep my core nice and rigid because yeah, I can't go into extension. Can't stick it out. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, my shoulders suck. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's something I'm going to work really hard on as well. Yeah, I mean, if, 
It's not like we've been saying that for <laughs> since, since, since day one. Every time I quit powerlifting, it's because my shoulders are shit. And then I get back into it, I'm like, yeah, nah, the shoulders suck. It's just the work to do to get them better sucks. Mm. So boring. Yeah. So but, tedious. Um, it sounds so silly because I know it works, but I've watched people like Tom Hardy. Um, and I, I look at his squat now, his high bar squats. I'm like, what the fuck? Like all that work he's put in mm. has finally paid off. And I'm like, okay, I just need to fucking. Which is like two or three years worth. Like it's mm. just consistent, boring effort. Yeah. But I, like when I look at his high bar stuff or his squats, whatever, I'm like, fuck, that is looking so much better. Mm. Um, but yeah. So that's me. Right. Did you have any disgusting questions or anything to finish off with? Um, what, you got one, Bridget? No, I was excited for this part of the podcast. Nah, I just wanted to, you know, get the gang back together, get the ball rolling, and this was a really good potty, so don't want to... It was, it was fun. Don't uh, want to leave got, it there. I got an Italian-flavoured question. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. <sighs> pasta. Pa- pasta, yeah. Why? Explain. Um, I don't know. I, pizza gets old for me very quickly. Mm. Like just. Have you ever had pizza in Italy? Maybe ask the wrong well, question for the from? podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, whereas like yeah, I, I like things like habanera and things like that. You're going to be one of those guys now, eh? When someone offers you pizza, oh, it's really hard for me it's to just, enjoy pizza because mm. in Italy I've uh, had it in Rome and yeah. <laughs> you, you know the irony though is like this is my second time being to Italy. I did the, pretty much the same road trip in 2013. Is Pizza is not the same. Yeah. Like it's not what we, when you hear pizza, what you think of is not the same at all. Pasta is the same mm. pretty much. Like if you go to a, an Italian restaurant and they're good at pasta, the only difference is meat. Like very few dishes have meat over there. Uh, but because I don't like pizza here or I'm not a pizza guy. Like it would be a low on the choice list. But over there is a different story. What's it like? How is it different? It's just different. Like it's not a per- like better. It's yeah. It's not a perfect circle. Like cut mm. into yeah. Eight no, they're the best. They're the best kind of pizza. It's just like messy and like you see the guy hand rolling the dough and putting it in an actual wood fired oven and oh. all that. But very limited, like in terms of toppings. Yeah, very plain. Mm-hmm. Very plain. Very. The best pizza I ever had was in Paris, and it literally had like the pizza sauce, and then it had ham and cheese, and then after they baked it, they put fresh rocket lettuce on top, and that was it. Yeah, and it was the best pizza ever. Yeah, yeah. Very mm. rarely do you see menus with pizza with more than like three ingredients. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I like pasta more because I feel like the pizza. I have fucking once you've eaten the whole pizza, you're still not satisfied. Well, I'm not full. Do you guys get that? Nah. Nah? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> and then I just feel like a fucking big grease ball once I've had a whole pizza. I'm like, oh. mm. and yeah. yeah, I don't know. Nah, I, I really like pasta. pasta. Yeah. If we're talking like the best pizza you can get and the best pasta you can get, I'd have to go pizza. Oh, nice. I just love pizza. I'm getting your mm. pasta as well. It's one of those dishes though that's very, you can have a really shit pizza and it's still really good. And you can have a really good pizza, it's really good. You know, like mm. you can't have like a shit. Uh, shit pasta shit. Yeah, 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 and like CJ, like if you have a shit adorable, it's fucking horrible. Mm. But if you have a really good one, it's really good. But like PT can kind of have a shit one. You and get good. away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Kind it of, definitely yeah. does. Yeah. I feel yeah. Mm. And if you have like a big dish of pasta, it gets very same, same, very quick. Mm. Yeah. Bridget reckons pizza in America, uh, supermarket pizza's fucking- They're so good. You just go and buy like a dollar frozen pizza in America and it's better than something that you get over here. 
nice. I went to this, I can't remember the name of the supermarket in America, and they had five aisles for just frozen pizza. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Whoa. America's insane. Only pizza I've had in America is like Chicago deep dish. Yeah, I had that. I had that. Is that the best, uh, Chicago-style pizza the best in America? Um, no, nah, I like thin. <laughs> you thin will crust. offend people. <laughs> you will so offend you, people. Who does thin? Boston? Uh, um, New York. New York. York. Sorry, they New York, do like sorry. the ones that you can fold, but I like a crispy sort of a crust. And I got this one. It was in Wisconsin, of all places, and it was the best pizza. It just had pepperoni, sausage, and green olives. And Who cheese. does the square it's pizzas amazing. in America? Oh, that's um. Oh. Is yeah, that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it might be. Mm. It might people be. Did square pizza. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. And it's a thin crust, too. Hey? Mm. Yeah. Is that a Massachusetts thing? Boston thing? I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, square and it's kind of doughy. Like mm. it's a th- deep pan. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm that, not that, thinking that, of it's like a rectangle then. and it's mm. a deep pan. And then the, the Chicago pizza is like a pie. Yeah. Oh, zero food reviews coming soon. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sweet. Gosh. That's pretty much us. All right. Thanks nice. for tuning in. Good to have you back, Tombro and CJ. Hit five stars. Love you, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.